Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Hookstra. And I am Brooklyn Dersom. And we're going to be talking about today, Brooklyn. Schools and youth in yeah, schools. Yeah, students in school. We got an interview with a 13-year-old in grade 8 right now and also a student council president, Avril Bender, from JD. She's also in grade 13, which is perfect because every time we're in these interviews, we talk about and people say they want a 13th year. And this is someone yeah. taking a 13th year. So hopefully she has some insight on why everyone was recommending it. Exactly. And you're also in student council, isn't that right? Or you I were? I am. I am on student council. I'm not oh. as fancy as a student council president, but I'm just... A so what power do you have? <laughs> I'm a grade rep. I've you're been a grade rep for like a lot of years. Oh, for grade 11? Yep. And what have you been fighting for for these grade 11s? Well, right now, it's actually, it's hush-hush. I don't know if I can say this, but um, <sighs> we're looking into the possibility of yearbooks for our school. Because of COVID, nice. they've decided that there's no picture day, there's no yearbooks, there's no anything. That's so rough. I don't think that that should happen. So I'm looking into getting yeah. us a little yearbook I, and picture day in one. We'll see, we'll see. Especially if you're in grade 12. Like that's your, if you're like graduating and you don't get a yearbook for your graduating yeah. year, everybody keeps their graduating year yearbook. You know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous. It really should be offered. But the yearbook class got cut for, from COVID, so they're just yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough, I guess. It is tough. Um, yeah, but um, we're going to have a good interview with Max. Uh, he's he's a, he's a bright kid. And uh, Avril Bender is also really, really, really smart. They're both great. And they both got their opinions on how things are going in school. So Let's get right into it. Hey, everybody. Today, we're interviewing Max. Max. Max, Hi. tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a student in Ontario in McPhail. Nice. How old are you? I'm 13. I'm in grade 8. 13. Oh. Where is McPhail? It's in Markdale. Like, oh, yeah. Down that way. <laughs> Guys, everybody, do you know what direction we're pointing? It's this way. <laughs> <laughs> the direction of Markdale from Hanover, whatever that is, that's where we're pointing. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so, uh, how did you hear about Launchpad? Uh, there was a field trip, actually, that we mm-hmm. went to for, like, all the grade 7 classes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting because we were doing coding, cooking, welding, and something else. <laughs> what was your favorite one? Mm, the coding but also welding because i'm interested in that too oh nice cool because right now i'm in do- i'm doing a tech class yeah. exactly just going to ask what are you here for with all the wires and stuff and yeah do you guys do 3d printing stuff over um summer when the covid happening we there was a course and i went into it and there's 3d printing and 3d modeling that we did I did that, and I printed a goose from a game. See, that's nice. fun. You printed a goose. Who can say they printed a goose? Okay, when you say printing goose, all I can think of is, is it, are you printing that goose that was on TikTok that had a little knife in his mouth, and he would just like run around <laughs> on your screen? Am I crazy? Is that uh, what you printed from, or no? I don't think so. It's from a game called Untitled Goose Game. Is he, oh, nice. Does he come on your screen? Is it like a thing you download? Yeah, you can. You, yes. It's because there's an actual game, but there was a software that you could put onto your computer, so it would just drag random images onto your computer. See, I knew. I just don't. I just don't know how to explain it. Just, you could get. Me, a, I don't have TikTok. You so. downloaded a thing, and it was everyone was showing you on TikTok. You downloaded a thing, and little goose would run across your screen and do stuff, and like oh show goodness. you pictures and write stuff, and it was <laughs> cute. That sounds great. Okay, so. When you said you like welding, why do you like? What do you like about welding? Uh, it's because I like to make things, I guess, with yeah. the 3D printing and welding. But also, one of the things that was hard with welding is when you use the the weld gun, depending on what type of welding you're doing. You have this film over your eyes to protect your eyes from the light, but it goes completely dark. Oh. So you need to like remember which way you're gonna weld. Oh, because usually Jeez. it's just in straight lines. But you need to remember that, and you can see a little bit of light because it's so bright. Yeah. So you can see the little edges of what you're welding together, but it's really hard to see. 
So that part's harder, but it's interesting because we all had these things that we welded together. So we have that, and we were allowed to keep them. That's yeah. so What the heck? Cool. I didn't know you can't see anything when you weld. Yeah. That makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, because the <laughs> film, there's a film over your eyes. That's terrible. It's just a small, like, box or whatever. And when you, and it's a film that's used to, when light's going through, it's normal. But when a light over a certain brightness, it'll change to darker to make sure it's protecting mm-hmm. your eyes. Because if you look at a welding, like, laser, it's way too bright. Because your eyes will get wrecked. Man, I actually never know. I've never put on like a welding mask. I know we should. We're literally in a building that I has know. all the welding <laughs> stuff. We just put a microphone in front of our face and we talk. <laughs> talk That's as we're welding. All... Oh my gosh! We did. So, um, so why did you come to the launch pad? Was it because of the welding um, courses? It wasn't. I don't think it was because of the welding courses, but there's also coding and tech. Yeah. And I'm just interested in that stuff because I've played games most of my yeah. life. Now that we're in the era with phones and computers yeah or like the first generation that was born with them so you're always around them but then there's also the coding that's like in a computer but you never see it yeah and that's an interesting part and also it's like with the 3d printing it's like i can actually have something that i made yeah but i can also make something that i want yes because it's like i'm a kid so it's not like i have money to go and spend (laughs) but if it's like i have a 3d printer Mm -hmm. i can instantly get something if i 3d print it not instantly because it usually takes a while yeah but also my dad's always been looking into 3d printers oh and we always talk about it because it's really interesting Mm -hmm. with now there's wood 3d printers really and metal 3d printers oh geez but like the metal ones cost thousands of dollars yeah yeah they're really expensive but now you can get printers that have um that are good 3d printers all around good that are pretty cheap yeah like thousand something dollars you could probably you could get one for a few hundred dollars yeah but there's always things that you're looking for like how big is it yeah how precise is it Mm -hmm. and like how much filament does it use and whatever yeah so i know you're only 13 years old so there's still a lot of time to kind of figure out exactly what you want to go through for Mm -hmm. after high school but would you say welding and coding is kind of right now? Yeah, kind of welding priority? and coding, and I've been looking into the, um, apprenticeships. Yeah. Because I've always looked at like college and university, and the amount of money that it costs <laughs> to go to college and university is insane. Yeah. But if you went to a a an apprenticeship, you will get paid for the first year forty percent of what that person is making. And say you did five years, because for college and university, it's four years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes through the apprenticeship, it can be two years or four years. Mm-hmm. But you still need to rack in your hours yeah. on that last year. So okay. you, it's five years sometimes. Yeah. And then the, so you can make 40% your first year, 50% your sixth, your next year. And that goes up to, well, there's 60, 70, and 80%. Mm-hmm. It goes up to. And if wow. you were working with a plumber, you wanted to become a plumber. And we watched a video of this in class because a lot of there's a lot of apprenticeships that need to be had in Canada. Yeah. Because it's dwindling. 100%. Yeah. And it was used like they were saying he doesn't know a plumber that's not making over one hundred thousand dollars a year. So wow. that means out <laughs> in total of those five years, you would make three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And your appliance, like your travel would be paid for, your food would be paid for. You don't need to pay money to get into that class. Well, yeah. except for the first year of That's whatever. Like, so you're yeah. making $300,000. You're already able to pay off a college yeah. or university scholarship. Yeah. And one of the interesting things is you could go to college, university if you can pay for it. And then after that, you can go and have an apprenticeship because they said the oldest person that's getting an apprenticeship, an apprenticeship right yeah. now is 67 years old wow you can go at any year like you don't need to be super old super young you can go when you're in high school you can go when you're 60 or something it's never too late oh my gosh Mm. how'd you learn all this did you just like look it up or did 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 dave barrett or somebody from oyap come to talk to you yeah he didn't come i think it was he made a video or whatever and that's what was sent to my teacher teacher showed it to us because it's a it's a dwindling resource there's not many apprenticeships anymore I know. It's, but uh, so you can yeah. make a lot of money from it. And it's like, I want to 
Make I a saw lot your of eyes money. go big when you said a lot of money. That's perfect. I'm, that's what you're learning wants. to do what you want. Plus, mm-hmm. you're making money. Yeah, right? it and it's almost a guaranteed job when mm-hmm. you're done, which is, you cannot say about university or college <laughs> at all. There's also um, the thing with apprenticeships is job experience. You're doing the actual thing that you're gonna yeah. do on the job, so you can, yeah, do it when you're actually getting paid for it properly. Mm-hmm. And there's always the things about like building houses and stuff. There's like 13 different type of people that you need on one site because you need to people to lay the concrete at the first floor. First, I think it's like making the foundations, getting plumbing right, and then you need to lay the foundations for concrete. Then you need to get the frame right, and then yeah drywall and all this stuff to make one house and now in markdale flusherton here there's a bunch of houses being made so all those houses need people to build those houses and like there's a hospital being built in markdale too there's so much that's being built right now that needs people to do it and you're gonna get paid a lot to do it yeah apprenticeships yeah are amazing we had dave baird actually we interviewed him and we have an, uh, an episode about him and he just he made us realize just how um how much they're willing just to be like we want people and we will like do any like mm-hmm. we'll like we will basically almost pay you to learn at the same time and you don't have this huge debt over your head after you're done and even if you're even considering it like you go do it and then you're like oh don't like it you just made how much money you said like there you go and one of the things with it is say um one person is like say you're the person that you're taking apprenticeship from isn't paying you enough money you can take your hours and leave and go to a different person but Mm -hmm. you don't lose your hours you don't have to completely retry you yeah. keep your hours so you don't have to start from the very beginning like say you're two three years in and you want the right amount of money paid but you don't want to do those two three years again you don't have to mm-hmm. you can get you can keep on going from where you left off with a better person but also one of the things you should always do and what multiple apprenticeship people do yeah. is they say get variety yeah. say you're in cooking you don't want to just learn one type of cooking you want to learn five ten twenty different ways to cook something or 20 different styles of cooking something like there's france and then there's a bunch of like thailand japan china tokyo and then it can be places in europe then it can be places here yeah there's a bunch of different ways to cook one specific thing yeah so you should learn all of that so you have more variety so those people because everything is your competition. Like your friends, yeah. if they go on the same thing, they're yeah. your competition. Yeah. You may not like it, but yeah, they are. 100%. And you need to be better than your friends so you can get a better chance of getting a job. Yeah. You get paid more and it's easier in life. Oh my gosh, you're going. You have a whole plan here. So at your school, you must do you... Okay, you're only in grade eight. Are you taking advance? Or are you in doing grade nine classes? No. I feel like just, you should be. Because it's like... <laughs> There's the difference between grades and knowing what to do. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's like 100%. you can have grades, but you can also still be able to do something that's pretty crazy with like coding. I can know how to code, but that doesn't mean I know how to do well in writing. Tell mm-hmm. people how I you just code need it. to. <laughs> I know how to write the specific things and what is what on a certain page. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Or to weld, that's a thing, because it's more hands-on things that I'm good with, not writing a bunch of things on a page mm-hmm. and it being on a projector screen. Yeah. So, so it just depends. That's the thing that happens in yeah. school. You're learning, like, there's five, ten different ways to learn something, but the school can only do one. But yeah. they need to be, they should be able to do more, but they don't. So, yeah, going off of that, so in your opinion, what can schools kind of do to kind of help that because like you said kids learn in like every kid kind of learns in a different way from the mm-hmm. next one and they the schools only kind of put one way of learning across you know the whole school and expect everybody to mm-hmm. do that so in your opinion what are some like ideas that schools could do to kind of help kids because i know it would be harder but like say you're in toronto there's a bunch of teachers and i know like certain people are being laid off from their jobs because of the virus or whatever but there's a bunch of people who could have a different method of teaching and you're you're like 
in Toronto. You don't need to have one specific thing. You're, the buildings are big. Like yeah. around here, it would probably be harder because you need to find teachers to do that and you probably want more teachers in smaller classes. And I'm pretty sure that's what they're pushing for. But now they're finding a loophole in the virus to like have 40 kids in one class. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Which it's stupid. But one of the other things is they always have split classes, which just isn't smart. Like, you're you're learning, like for us, we have grade sevens in our class, but we end up learning grade seven things when we need to learn our grade eight level things. And then our teacher, I feel like our teacher's doing a pretty good job. She's a good teacher. But that's just not good. But I think one of the reasons is you're actually getting paid more money if you have a split class. Really? Mm. Yeah, and that's like money but not good for the kids especially at a crucial time like uh-huh. grade seven and eight and like going into high school mm-hmm. that's a big year to learn stuff before you go into high school yeah because so. i think i've been in a split class almost every single year really in wow. school yeah the i know i wasn't in in grade two <laughs> i wasn't in a split class <laughs> and in good. grade four i was in a split class and i think in grade five that's crazy See, I've like, been in a couple, but they're good. They're good for the kids that are in. If you're in the lower grade and they're gonna teach you the higher grade stuff, mm-hmm. it's sometimes good. But if yeah. you're the kid who's trying to learn stuff and you're not getting taught the right stuff, yeah. then how is that helpful? And it can also be hard for kids that are falling behind in their lower grade and then they're teaching things that they can't even understand. Yeah. In a higher grade, it's it's hard for those kids. It's weird because like when I think about back to my elementary school and like and uh, split classes like. I, you, like you're naming all the classes that you can remember that you didn't have one and the rest you did but for me it's kind of like I had like I had a 6-7 split class when I was in grade 6 and then I had a I was in a 7-8 split when I was in grade 8 and those are the only ones and I feel you think it's getting worse with split yeah, classes? Yeah honestly because it's I last year it was a 7-8 yeah last year it was 7-8 when I was in grade 7 now it's a 7-8 still mm-hmm and for two years ago, it was a 6-7. And, like, the year before that, it was a 5-6. Oh, my gosh. And it just goes down. But for one funny story that we had was um, not was completely off topic, but <laughs> we had a teacher, and we really liked the teacher. Like, all of our class really liked the teacher. Yeah. So we asked her, can you go into a, a, a grade 3 class? Mm-hmm. So we can have you next year. Yeah, yeah. And she ended up going to two, three, <laughs> and we got her the second year. Well, that's good for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. If it was a good teacher, that's great. Yeah. You know, the principal would be like, we want her. We don't want anyone else. You better <laughs> give us this teacher again. And it happened. But yeah, one of the funny things is it's been like, I think I have a, I know the reason for this, but we had, when I started high school, not high school, school, <laughs> we had one principal and then we had another principal, and this is our third or fourth principal, but it's usually because Gray County or whatever, they move around principals to, like, yeah. they move them around, I think, but okay. I'm not completely just sure. Just when you that. said that, you just said, oh, my principal's moving around. I was just thinking the exact same thing. My principal, I don't even know who's principal right now because they just keep switching it. Yeah. Like, even just the oh, last really? couple mm-hmm. years, we, I don't know who the principal is right now. Yeah, right now we have a new wow. principal, and it's funny because I never knew who the principal was. I'd never <laughs> seen her, but yeah. I had. I just oh. didn't know who it was because she was always, like, I haven't seen a principal that's, like, I feel like that active around the school. Like, she was always on the yard in the morning and at recess, and she's always walking around the classes, giving people, the teachers things and yeah. helping out or whatever. But it's funny because I never knew that until, like, Halloween came on Friday. Yeah. The she was the principal because I, <laughs> I talked to her multiple times, like, nonchalantly. Yeah. She's just our, another teacher because there were new teachers. So I never knew that she was actually the principal at our school. Better make sure you hope you said the right things. Review. Oh, my gosh. What did I say to her? <laughs> yeah, because it was she was like she was really chill. I guess she didn't. Oh, wow. Care. So what are your thoughts about COVID? Uh, I'm, that's obviously not a good thing, but one of the things that's been happening is now there's, since we are so, like, there were no cases, there used to be no cases here, it's like the rules were so nonchalant, 
But then the cases spiked because everybody was like, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's all safe. But then the cases spike. And it's we don't really have a way to stop that because we never did. And it's getting worse and worse. So like we need to be careful by that because like my mom and dad are Mm self-employed. So it's like if they get COVID, they could be out for months. And that means we're not making money. And that's not good. No. But also one of the things they said was about school. They may, after Christmas, they may go on one week of online learning. Mm-hmm. because like people are visiting other people and stuff so they may do that so how's online learning been for you see that's the thing i haven't actually done online learning oh, i have well, a friend yeah, been, yeah. in online learning and he says it's like okay because they actually like over covid we didn't have any zoom classes and mm-hmm. it was like super rushed yeah didn't know what was happening because it was like one day we were in school next day you're staying home yeah so it was like all set up really quickly but, like, after the first, like, two weeks, I just stopped doing it because I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, there was some work, and it wasn't, like, super hard, but it was, like, the schedule's weird. You're waking up at times that are just different because over yeah. COVID, I have I play v- a lot of video games. Nice. <laughs> so I've just been... I played up. I played up. I played, stayed up until, like, 4 in the morning. Actually, no. I would stay up until like seven in the morning. Bad. And sometimes I would just go on a walk outside when it's like darker. But I would stay up really late and then go to bed and wake up at like four. Oh my god. PM. But it didn't matter because there was no school. Yeah. And there was nothing that needed to like be done because it was so hard to do certain work. Yeah. With like it was just a bunch of word files and oh, needed yeah. to yeah. do work like that and sometimes. Because the way our email works with the school is it's a school email. Mm-hmm. But that means no other email can contact the school email. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I can't send something from my phone to my school, like, to my yeah. teacher. So, I would have to say I wanted to print out a picture of the math, like, worksheet that we had to do. I would have to print it out, do it. My mom would take a photo of it. She could either somehow get it to my laptop or she would send it to Madame over um email but that's Mm -hmm. like really complicated yeah to do so it was hard to do that so after like the first two weeks i just stopped because the work was weird it was Mm -hmm. hard to do it and Mm -hmm. my brother reason my brother's the same age he's just he again he's in grade now he said the same thing all the elementary online school stuff was not good it was just Oh, here, oh, here, you, oh, I guess you should have some French. Here's a little bit of French here. Oh, here's some math. Oh, what about, oh, maybe English? Oh, it was not good. Hopefully that they're going to be planning more if it does, because I think that's actually a smart plan if they do do a little bit of break after Christmas, because no one is going to be following the rules on Christmas. We hope so, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, because you can have, like, some nonchalant, like, go and visit your family, but, like, it's really not going to happen yeah but one of the things like teachers i know at least in my school my sister's class she's younger than me and then my class my teacher's always been like okay you give this to me but also take a picture of it and send it through one note oh to get used because she's it. just getting us used to sending things in through online say we did an online we did this web quest thing oh and it was for the book outsiders the outsiders there's this really good book with <laughs> like chapter six but we would search up a bunch of things, like copy and paste, get photos, all that stuff. And we would put it in that, and then we would submit it through Teams. Mm-hmm. And just to get us used to that, because Madame still sees the work. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if we're giving it to her or she's seeing the work. She still gets to see it, but we also get to use it properly. And also one of the things is we would have a um, Zoom meetings. If school went out, like, we would actually have scheduled Zoom classes. And it would be at, like, 9 to 10.50. And then we have, like, our recess, basically, is just us at home taking a break. Then Zoom meeting, break, Zoom meeting, then it's over. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I've always been annoyed at is Zoom. (laughs) It's such a stupid thing because you need to pay for... Like, I don't know how much money, but you need to pay money if your class, like if your Zoom meeting is going over 
40 minutes oh. Oh, wow. it's annoying and there's so many better or not better but there's so many things that are same where, the same where you, you're not getting charged charged mm-hmm. but one of the ones i always um can remember and i know there are more but discord yeah if you know what that yeah, is discord yeah there's it's something for gamers i guess yeah. but it's also just something that's genuinely usable yeah because like zoom was made for classes but they're making you pay more money yeah Yeah. and it's like you can do the same thing with other programs yeah because if your thing if your class is going for like 80 minutes or to an hour and something or whatever it's you're gonna need to pay more money and that's dumb when you can have other things that you don't need to pay money yeah because with this card, you have a face, like, cam. you have a camera, yeah. and you can talk perfectly fine. The way Zoom works, it's the same the way yeah. Discord works, so. Yeah. That was Max's rant on Zoom, everybody. He didn't listen up. No, it's right. It's totally right. Like, why make students pay a fee for a way? They they don't want to learn mm. that way anyways. They're already yes. at disadvantage, and you also take money away from them. It makes no sense. You, they should be looking mm-hmm. at more stuff like Discord, 100%. So since COVID and at your school, have you been able to do anything? What has changed? Like, has there been anything that's still good about school? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me think. I guess it's it's pretty similar to normal school because we're just it's like the one thing is we go to school and we'll go upstairs and we'll wash our hands, and then we'll do our class stuff or whatever. And then before we have lunch, we wash our hands. And after lunch, we wash our hands. Then we go out for recess. And that's when we can finally take our masks off because we've had our masks on all day. Except for lunch, which is nice. You get lunch. You can have your mask off. Same when you're drinking water. So sometimes you'll just drink water <laughs> to not have your mask on. Oh, yeah. yeah. One, because not. But then when you come in, you would usually just use um, hand sanitizer. But when you have lunch again, you'll do it before and after. And when you leave the school, you'll wash your hands. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not, like, the best. Because, like, you try to wash your hands, but sometimes you just don't. Because, like, yeah. the lines are usually longer. That's different but, than you guys wash your hands. We just use hand sanitizer. It's probably better if we actually did wash your hands. Yeah, because one of the things with washing your hands is um, hand sanitizer can only get... It can get most germs, but not all. Hmm. So it does get more. And one of the different things that's a little weird is the way our recess works where we have so half of the classes in the school leave at a certain time for another time and then halfway through that or like after that the other half of the classes are starting to have lunch in recess Mm -hmm. like stagger you yeah because and one of the things that was changed we used to have um recess then lunch which is nice because it's like you use all your energy then you can eat yeah because i've always looked at that as like you're eating your food and then wasting like you're using all that energy and then you're hungry again mm-hmm. <laughs> usually with our teacher she's always like eat what you need to eat because she doesn't want us to be hungry and focusing on hunger not classes yeah but that's something that's changed yeah and i think the reason was for like kindergartners they're not going to go super hyper outside and then come back in and eat their lunch. Yeah. That's <laughs> Especially be when you like task. the teachers don't want to like touch the little kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how is social distancing? Like how, like, mm-hmm. is that like how, how much can the kids really social distance at a school? Yeah. Cause packed in? when you're in your class, you try to stay at your desk, mm-hmm. but that's still hard. But when you're at your desk, that's, like, your area, your zone. So it's not too bad. And um, my teacher, Madame Oikawa, she's good friends with the other teacher. It's class near us. Um, her name is Madame CG. But one of the things with them is, like, they're, like, challenging. So it's, like, when... Because in our playground recess area, there's zones. Yeah where you have to stay in and then when the bell is called we'll line up 
up and it's like who can do the better line (laughs) so like you need to be social distanced properly you need to make sure your line is straight there's no like buddy ups and when you're going down it was funny because it's like on the resets like it was like good job madame white cow is class for um for your line or whatever outside and it's just really funny because it's you can make anything a competition you can make anything a competition um so we usually ask every guest usually we ask them what would you tell your 16 year old self if you could talk to them because usually we talk to people say they might be in their mid-20s mid-30s and uh so for you we'll kind of switch it up so what would you tell your say 35 year old self do you what's like a message (laughs) Uh... for your future self it's a tough question I think it's more about because um, if I go by my logic, I want to make sure I'm making money. Yeah. <laughs> I like money. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I've always had a problem with cigarettes because mm. my family doesn't smoke or anything, but I know people that do, and I just yeah. don't like them. I yeah. don't. I despise cigarettes. Yeah. Because it's something that can cause cancer and all yeah. these things, mm. and I've always seen. There was one, um, it was a post on Reddit, and it was like, um, this person was always smoking, and it was doing no good for their family, and their, um, kid's mom said, if you want to see your kids graduate, stop smoking, Mm -hmm. and three years, he stopped smoking instantly. Three years later, he died of lung cancer, and that's always something that's like, I don't want to deal with that it's yeah. i don't want to smoke mm-hmm. and stuff and there's other things like addictions and i don't want to have addictions yeah because that's more money that's going to something that you don't need yeah and there's the thing with alcohol is like i'm fine with alcohol it's i don't want to drink it all the time but say it's vacation or whatever i can yeah i would drink alcohol so that's something yeah well, cigarettes are a good thing to despise. That's a good thing to <laughs> I hate. I thought you were going to say they were a good thing. I'm like, Chris, excuse me, well, what are you promoting? Well, no, no, definitely no. It, my my grandpa, he died lung cancer. He smoked since he was 11. Oh. He he moved, he, um, they came over here from Holland after the Second World War, and they lived on a tobacco farm just outside London, and, like, he smoked since he was 11. Yeah. And, like, he was the biggest, one of the most biggest, burliest, like, a man's man, you know what I mean? <laughs> Amazing. And you can see somebody go from being that to near the end of his life, just stuck in uh, like a um, wheelchair, like, like a, like like a stroller, a one of those like electric scooter? electric mm-hmm. uh, scooters, yeah. And breathing, have tubes up his nose and can barely walk, and like it's 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 rough to mm-hmm. see, but like that's what can happen. You know? Yeah, because my grandpa, he doesn't smoke anymore, mm. but he like used to. Same with my grandma, because that was like that a was long a thing time back ago. Then, yeah. Oh, but they did stop, which is good. Yeah. But my grandpa has gone through so much, and he's still alive. Like, the doctors are su- surprised. Yeah. Because he's had cancer. He's had, um, like, it was a urine infection. Oh, wow. His, um, and he smoked, and all these other things. And they're surprised that he can, like, he's still moving <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> because he does, now he does need people to help him, like, yeah. my grandma and stuff but they're surprised another thing is that his dad my great-grandpa was in world war ii mm-hmm. he died sadly yeah but yeah and the, another funny thing is i'm half swiss oh cool because my dad was born in switzerland my mom was born in canada and they met in england oh cool <laughs> because they a, both a, went for like it was i think it was like woodworking or manufacturing or something because oh, wow. they they run their own furniture company. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wow. That's mm-hmm. super cool. They they met through the trades. Look at that. Yeah. And um, it's funny because one's born in Canada, one's born in Switzerland, and they met in England. <laughs> yeah. But that's another thing that's brought up is where is my family from? Because with my mom's mom or my grandma. Yeah. I think her mom is from Ireland or Scotland. Okay. One of the two. Yeah. Or like has relatives there, which is so that means I'm Canadian, I'm Swiss, I'm 
one of those two. And then since my dad was in Switzerland, like, after the war happened? Yeah. That means, like, because, you know, families got scattered around because it's a world war. Yeah. All, everything was happening. Yeah. So a lot of families were scattered around. People were other places. You don't know where, like, your relatives really were yeah. from. So that means I could also have relatives in France yeah, and other wow. places like that. And I know I have cousins in England. Okay. Yeah. And, and I've been to England. It's pretty cool. And yeah, it rains same. a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's the, the common truth is it rains. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Yeah. But also a- one of the funny things that's always like in Wales, the roads are super are super hard to drive on. Oh, yeah. Because they're super thin. Yeah. They are super thin and they can hold like a one and almost a half of a car <laughs> so you're because we had friends in wales and they're like you're going up this long bendy road and you can barely hold two cars yeah so like another car's coming you got to pull to the side of the road yeah I just let them go so by. and it's i have always heard stories it's like it's really annoying or hard for yeah. like people with big transport trucks yeah because you're driving a gigantic transport truck on such a small road yeah and it can be windy, and the conditions are bad, and there's another car that's coming. It's yeah, because like... well, the roads there are so old, like England, Wales, mm-hmm. Scotland, all like the, the roads have been there for like who knows how many centuries, and they try to update it for modern times. But yeah, they're still so small. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, guys, we gotta talk about Wales. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Wales. I want to go. My my uh, my girlfriend, she might go for um, her teacher's college. She might go to Wales, either there or New Zealand. So well, maybe you're oh. moving then, Chris. My goodness. I might have to, might have to. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's all the time we got. You got to get to your program in a little bit. So uh, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's pretty last minute, but I think yeah. it's gonna be really cool for everybody to kind of get your view on things and all that. So thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank it's you cool. for Hey, how are you doing? Are you bored? Listen to What's Your 9 to 5 podcast. We have podcasts out every Wednesday on Spotify. We talk about everything like women in the trades. Youth apprenticeship. And COVID and Grey Bruce. So we'd really appreciate it if you'd listen up. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we have Avril Bender, the student council president at JDSS. Hello, Avril. Hello. So tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Okay. Um, well, my name is Avril Bender, and um, I'm Students Council President at a Cole John Deacon Baker Senior School. Um, I'm currently staying for a 13th year of high school to pick up some extra credits. Um, yeah. So why did you become Student Council President? Um, well, I joined Student Council in grade seven um, as a grade rep, um, and then I stayed on for four years as a grade rep still, and then I became the dance coordinator in grade 11. And then in grade 12, um, I hadn't really planned on it, honestly, until kind of elections happened. And I was talking with Alicia, my the vice president of Students Council, um, about kind of the elections and stuff. And we decided that we would like to run together. Um, so we did. <laughs> that sounds great. It's very awesome. I remember all the presentations we did in the gym. I don't even remember how many candidates there were, but I remember it was very fun, nice to have competition. Yeah. Yeah, and it was especially interesting because I don't know if you remember, Brooklyn, but... Um, I actually did my speech um, like on your exchange from France. So I had to FaceTime in. <laughs> so that was a weird experience. But I mean, everyone obviously liked it, though. Yeah. Well, it was weird because I couldn't hear the feedback of the like I couldn't see the audience or hear what they were saying or anything like that. So I had no idea if anyone could even hear what I was saying when I was doing my speech. But it was it was good. <laughs> so, so with you staying for a fifth year, why did you choose to do that? Um, well, there were a couple things. Um, I went for an exchange for three months to Reims, France in grade 11. So I was able to pick up some credits in summer school and such. So I do actually, I have graduated, but um, I kind of just wanted to pick up a few more credits that I wasn't able to get in my timetable just for fun. I'm doing like a writer's craft course, which I'm really enjoying this quad master. Um, and I wasn't entirely sure where I wanted to apply last year. So I thought that it was nice just to take some time to kind of figure all that out. Which is very smart. Would you recommend that to other youth? Um, I think if they're not sure, then yeah. Um, I think definitely there's like pressure to feel like you need to get out and into the real world, I guess, when you're in high school. But um, personally, I think that one year um, to kind of just think about what you're doing and make sure you're making the right decisions is a good idea. Um, And I am personally really glad that I did that, especially with COVID 
happening because then I'm not stuck doing online classes at university, which um, I've, I've heard the struggles of some of my friends who've done that. So I'm kind of glad I'm not in that. Oh, I've heard the struggles too, and I'm not even in university. <laughs> yeah. So what was one thing when you, when you, so when you decided to become a uh, student council president, what, what was one thing that you wanted to kind of change in the school system or one thing you wanted to work on? Um, well, my kind of big thing when I was running was that I wanted to start a green committee at JDSS because we, we never had any kind of a committee that was centered towards making our school more sustainable yeah. or using awareness about that. Um, so that was a big thing for me. And then when I became president, we, we changed our constitution to have a new role, um, which was the sustainability coordinator and they would run the green committee, which we've successfully run for two years now. Um, and we've actually, we've raised enough money to, um, do composting at JD, JDSS. We haven't been able to buy the things yet because of COVID. We can't, we can't do composting right now, but, um, yeah, I'm really proud of what our committee has accomplished. That's awesome. Congratulations. It must be cool to see kind of your work kind of play out and actually happen in front of you in the school and see it be implemented in that yeah, way. That's so really that's neat super to see younger cool. students who have like become really invested in this committee. So I know that it's something that will continue after I've left too, which is really neat to know. Oh, legacy. Jeez, Avril. <laughs> the legacy of Avril. So you, as you said, congrats on graduating. How exactly did that work this year? Because I know it must have been mostly virtual, right? Yeah, so um, we had a virtual, like a video presentation, I guess, put together a couple weeks ago um, on the day when they had originally rescheduled our graduation to be. Miss um, Pletch, a retired teacher from JDSS, and Britton McCubbin, a previous student of JDSS, organized this video. Um, and I was actually the valedictorian for my graduating year, so I had I did like a video. Um, I kind of walked through the school while I gave my valedictorian speech, which was kind of interesting. And then we had our French valedictorian was Tula Lamont, so she recorded a video. She's in BC right now, um, kind of talking to her like French immersion students, I guess. And then um, we had like our principals all did a little speech. And then there was like a slideshow presentation of all of the grads and their awards, which was, it was really neat that they were able to honor us in that way. And also last year we, um, we came by and we were able to pick up um, a graduation cap and a graduation t-shirt. So that was kind of nice of them too. And they put up banners around town that we could like take pictures with and whatnot, so. That's great. That's good that they tried to make it at least something special with everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, that's pretty tough to do though with these circumstances. So Avril, for the people who aren't in student council who are, or who have never been in student council, what is one big misconception you think people have about student council who have never done it? Okay, um, I kind of have two, I think, actually. Um, one is that I think that people really underestimate how much student council does in the school. I don't think they realize how much, um, like, yeah, how many events we run and how many, like, how much we fund their, like, um, clubs and sports teams and whatnot. And also, I think that there's probably this kind of, um, I don't know, stereotyping that goes on that like students council is a bunch of nerds, which it's not yeah. um, really students council. We have like a spirit committee, which is totally all about like raising spirits, I guess. Hyping and then we everyone have, up. Um, an athletics council, which is all about sports and stuff. So all of these things are kind of branches of students council. So it's not, it's not just a whole bunch of academic students. It's like people from all facets of the school that, um, yeah, just want to invest in making our school a better place. So what's some of the, um, I guess, events? What's some of the events that Student Council's been doing this year? Um, this year, well, it has been a lot different this year, obviously, because <laughs> of COVID. Um, so like last spring when COVID started, we ran an internet cafe where students could, um, they could join us through Teams and listen to, we had a number of presentations put on by members of our community, um, like special mental health specialists and um, like entrepreneurs. And um, there was like a fitness one where someone talked about like eating healthy and things like that. And so that was kind of just a platform for students to get together and, and talk. And it was kind of neat too, because it brought together a lot of different different students who wouldn't usually talk to each other, I guess, in every day, to, in a day-to-day. Um, like school life um, and then we also had um, spirit days from at home and then we're continuing to do that this year now that some of us are at school um, we have actually a spirit day this week today is costume day at JDSS um, for Halloween Brooklyn why didn't you dress up well, I'm not at JDSS today <laughs> 
Yeah, we should have You're not wearing your costume, Brooklyn? <laughs> no. I, I, for some reason, when like you guys brought up events, for some reason, it just popped up in my head. Imagine seeing a high school dance over zoom trying to do it. <laughs> you guys are gonna have the high school dance yeah, but we we're haven't it over done zoom. That. although actually last year just for fun me and two of my friends joined a virtual prom that was hosted <laughs> um and it was mostly just ended up being us chatting with a bunch of people from all over the world which was actually really cool well, that um, is cool experiences and stuff but so it wasn't like really a, a prom <laughs> you got all dressed up and everything and yeah <laughs> that's awesome um so what do you love most about being student council president um, hmm. I think I just like, I like a lot of things about it. I think I like being able to see kind of all of the people on council, um, I don't know, grow a little bit the way that I feel like I have through my experience on students council. Um, like seeing people because maybe, maybe this isn't specific to just being students council president, but kind of, um, being on students council for so many years, I've just watched a lot of people kind of who started off as grade reps like me and then have have become more important roles like um um well what's the name student senator or or positions like that um and yeah i don't know i like being involved in extracurricular activities and events i love organizing events with people i think it's a lot of fun so yeah <laughs> so what did, do you have any advice for high, other high schoolers during this time like with covid and also just high schoolers in general Hmm. Hmm. During COVID, probably um, just try to find ways to, I think, like, like, yeah, be involved in, in school activities that, that are happening even at a distance um, with social distancing and such. Um, and just finding ways to kind of have things to look forward to, I guess, instead of just keeping to yourself. I know that physically we have to be apart, but um, I think it's important to try to reach out to people and stay in contact with people. Um, and just for high school students in general, um, I would definitely say just put yourself out there and try new things. I've, um, tried so many different extracurricular things at GASS and I've loved almost all of them. So, um, I would definitely recommend just, yeah, trying new things, even if you aren't sure that you're going to like them. Um, yeah. How much work is it to be student council president? How much work is it? Um, it's not too bad. I don't know. I... I'm someone who definitely really invests themselves in things. So um, like even something as simple as writing an email to ask permission about doing the event or something like that, I'll spend a very long time like writing and rewriting the email and stuff. So that probably makes the time that I invest into being president a lot more than maybe it needs to be even. Um, but generally like we meet once, well, right now we're meeting once every two weeks. It used to be once a week before COVID. Um, and then I also attend parent council meetings, which are once a month. And then there's different committee meetings that sometimes I'll be a part of. So like green committee, I'm actively a part of, and then sometimes I'll join in and like dance committee meetings and things like that. Um, but definitely the role hasn't um, been as like, I don't know, as much of a commitment since COVID because um, there's so many things that we just aren't able to run right now. So what are your plans for uh, post-secondary? <laughs> um, I think that what I want to do is get a Bachelor of Arts in like English and French kind of is what I'm interested in yeah. um, and then potentially become a teacher. I'm not really sure yet. Um, I'm planning to apply to UFT definitely. Both of my parents went there and I think it'd just be really cool to live in Toronto for a little bit. Um, and then I don't know, there's a few other programs too that I'm looking at, but I'm definitely looking at um, kind of um, educational options related to languages. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else you would like uh, any listeners to know about? Any plugs you want to put in here? or? Um, well, I think that what you guys are doing with this podcast is really awesome. And also, I uh, recently got the role of doing, um, I'm writing a, a column for the Hanover or Post, or I guess just the Post, um, for like kind of highlighting youth in our area, um, anyone between the ages of like 12 and 29, I think. Um, so definitely check that out too. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on Avro. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for having you. me. No problem. That was some great interviews today. That concludes our interviews for today with the uh, students. Max, oh my goodness. 
the facts. I feel like they knew a lot more than I did at 13 and very professional sounding. Yes. Definitely did not sound that professional. It's like he goes in front of he goes in front of crowds to talk about like apprenticeships and like the percentages of like what you can make after you make an apprenticeship and stuff like that. And like he's convincing me and like almost everybody else (laughs) to do an apprenticeship. And he's like, yeah, there's somebody who was 67. He was saying, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he just that's amazing that. It connects back because we interviewed Dave and he yes. was the one who went and had this video that Max saw that got yes. this whole thing started and got him 100%. so into it. Yeah, and that's the same message the women in the trades were saying, you know, Jolene and um, and Chrissy, they're saying, this, you know, like, if you're, like, the trades have so much to offer, you know, like, especially apprenticeships have so, like, so much to offer. And Avril, she's, she's super great. Um, she's saying, like, she's taking a fifth year, you know? And she probably didn't need to, but um, she wants to take a couple of credits and, you know, and take honestly, her time. And honestly, who wants to go to school right now with COVID? Like, I would not be paying That's thousands rough. of dollars to go sit behind a screen. Although, it better be fixed by the time I'm ready, I but... I feel I feel bad for college students and uh, and high school students who have to go through school through this. Imagine this being your first year out of high school, like your first year in college. No. Or your, like, your graduating year in high school, and this is the way it's gone. I I've got so friends. Bad. I've got friends in both, and they're... Not very happy either way. Oh, well, so. keep, keep on pushing, guys, because hopefully if we follow the rules and um, and do our job, then it's gonna, the cases will go back down and we can uh, get this over with sometime next year. But right now, cases are going back up here, which is... Also, random fun fact. Um, so to, the day that this has come out will be the 18th. But on the 17th, it was COVID's one-year birthday. Really? Um, first case of coronavirus was found out today in China. Oh wow, that's aww. the day that started it all. Yeah, yeah, but we, yeah, back then we had no like we kind of knew what Corona was, but nobody paid attention to it. Like, no. oh yeah, it's over there in China. Nobody yeah, it was said anything. Conversation topic. Oh yeah, did you hear about that? Whoa. Anyways, like it's not in anyways anymore. It's yeah. sadly it's life. So fingers crossed, it doesn't get too bad, and then there's hopefully it never comes to a point where we can't come in here and like do the podcast in person but if it does happen we're still doing this we'll find a way to do it over zoom it or will something, be zoom edition fingers crossed so thank you again for listening today guys we really appreciate it you can all always check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, or just go to rss stream the link is in our bio and our instagram thanks for listening and make sure you talk, talk to the student in your life. Make sure they're yeah. doing okay. Yeah, because they're going through a rough time right now. And uh, stay hydrated and chase your dreams.